Hi, I'm Kieran, and this is Growth Lessons, a show where I interview founders who've grown their business or community, try to understand how they did it, and find actionable lessons we can take away. In today's episode, I talk to Andrew Davison, who has an interesting story of finding a lucrative niche as a freelancer, and then building upon that by starting a Zapier agency. For those of you who don't know what Zapier is, it's an automation tool which allows you to plug together various other commonly used tools and automate repetitive tasks. For example, you could have it create Trello cards every time you get a new email, or create and send invoices every time a customer job is marked complete, or notify you by text when you make a new sale. Zapier calls itself the glue of the internet. Andrew is known in many circles as the Zapier expert. We discuss how he became synonymous with a niche and how he's leveraging this to make a successful business. I hope you enjoy it. I'm Andrew, uh, originally from England. I grew up in Kent. Right now I'm living in Budapest in Hungary and I run Luhu, which is, we're a Zapier consulting agency. So we help businesses um, automate their processes, develop, you know, ways to, to automate what they're doing manually at the moment, save them money, save them time. Getting to this point was quite a winding journey. I, I've i been setting up businesses since I was quite young, selling mobile phones, selling, you know, secondhand computers, salvage from different parts I bought. Then I went to university and did computer science, but I did not enjoy that at all. So I dropped out after a couple of years and then found my way to London ended up doing biz dev for a couple of uh, different media companies. One was doing branding and packaging. One was doing building Facebook apps and sort of new media stuff for, for brands for advertising. And that was, that was fun. And I got to sort of get exposed to lots of different parts of, of the industry, but I sort of burnt out a bit on it. Then I traveled and that's when I ended up in Budapest and I started another business this time matching up language teachers with um, students to do private lessons and running that was when I first started to use Zapier just to sort of automate that business and I sort of just I won't say I fell in love with Zapier but I, I did enjoy the process of, of what you could do with it and, and the sort of the challenge of taking a process and automating it and boiling it down to its steps and finding out how Zapier could do that and then um, from there I sort of just thought hmm wonder if other businesses might want this sort of thing done for them found my way onto Upwork was surprised at quite how much demand there was. I was, you know, within a couple of weeks of doing that, that had pretty much become my full-time job. Did that all through sort of 2018 and thought, right, I think I won't be able to keep up with all the work myself. I think it's time to start an agency, develop a bit further, grow, build a team, you know, find new sources of work and see what happens. And that was last year. And yeah, things are growing strong. Awesome. So were people on Upwork, were the companies already looking for Zapier? Did they know that was the solution they wanted or were they just looking for people to help with stuff and you say, you said I could actually automate this all for you? It was typically people people looking for an, a Zapier expert. That's sort of the profile I put. I said I'm a Zapier expert. If you're having a problem with Zapier or you want to build something in Zapier, you don't know how to do it. I'm the person. Give me a call. So yeah, most people approaching me, they've probably downloaded Zapier downloaded they probably use Zapier they probably maybe built a couple of basic apps but maybe they're hitting an error maybe they just don't understand how to sort of make it do what they want it to do so that's when I come in fix fix any problems or say right okay yep what you want to do we can automate that and this is what I'll need from you and then I go away and do it and it usually grows from there I, I find like I did most people get addicted to to what they can do with Zapier once they see it's it's solved one of their problems they think right oh how about could you do this could you do that so the demand was already there at that point and there was 
kind of limited supply of Zapier experts, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, I, say, I, I think after joining Upwork, I think I had my first project two hours later. And within a week, I had three or four ones on the go. So there was definitely the demand. And it was always the same sorts of stories that they, they could see the potential for Zapier, but it was just that bit too hard for them um, to learn or they just didn't have the time. They had their business, they were doing other stuff. So they, they just wanted an expert. And yeah, I guess uh, still now there aren't so many and that program's growing, but still, yeah, there's, there's not too many sort of fully fledged Zapier experts. People are sort of doing it day in, day out. So I've always benefited, I think, from that. I've had the lion's share of the work for myself. Hmm. And were you actually a registered Zapier expert at that point, or did you just say you were? I think I said I, I think I said I was a Zapier expert, and then I think I can't remember when I joined the program. I think it must have been sort of early 2019, just as it was getting started itself. And then once I had that, I sort of changed to saying I'm Zapier certified expert. I don't know if I noticed a, a sort of big influx of new work after that, but I think it, it definitely helps to be able to point to that and say, you know, I'm certified. Um, yeah, uh, well, I mean, when I first saw you on Twitter, I mean, that, that totally stuck with me, the fact that you were certified. And now, anytime I think of Zapier, I think of you just from from seeing your tweets and, and knowing that you have that certification. Was it difficult to get? So when, when I joined, it was a sort of like multiple choice quiz based on a few scenarios, like, da-da-da-da-da. I remember one question was like, the client is going to have this step and this step and this step in their app. How many tasks is that going to use? Or if they want to do this piece of formatting with a data, what's, what format a step would they need to use? It's quite technical stuff. So that was quite easy because I'd, I'd sort of encountered all of those scenarios. And then a few months later, they, they re-engineered the admission test. And then it was based around uh, like a client scenario. They gave us like a PDF that said, this is your client. They're doing this in their business. Um, these are the different problems they're having. And then we had to record little audio snippets basically saying this is how we would solve this problem in Zapier. This is the Zap we'd build. This is the steps it would have. This is why we're doing it this way. So that was, took a lot longer to do. But I think it was, it was probably better because it, it, anybody could sort of probably pass a multiple choice about Zapier if they just used it for a few hours. But really knowing how to, to develop solutions for customers, that takes a bit more. And then since that, I know that just this month, they've closed taking on new experts and they're re-engineering the program again, but not quite sure what the end result of that's going to be yet. So it's going to be a watch this, watch this, uh, watch this place um, sort of thing. But I know they're definitely, they want to get more experts in. They know that their customers need more experts. So I think they're going to try and develop the program and attract new experts. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm kind of surprised that the, there was such high demand. I guess Zapier must have been around for quite a long time because it's still to this day I, I don't really understand the full potential of Zapier and it, I was quite slow with realizing it in the first place I like heard about it but then I was looking at bubble and things like that and I could instantly see the potential there but Zapier I think no one's really communicated to me what you can or give me an example of like a really cool workflow that you could do in it you know what I say I do I do like the motto that most people have heard Integromat now as a sort of an alternative to Zapier. And actually we do we do build with Integromat now for clients. But I think their motto is the glue of the internet, which I think that's kind of a good descriptor. If, if, if I was going to explain any automation tool, it's like the glue between all your other apps. But I think it's hard for customers to kind of visualize what's going to happen if they start using Zapier and build stuff. It's not like bubbles, say, where they know they can build an app and it will look like this and it will do that. Zapier is more like if you put these invisible steps in place then 
your apps are just going to work together and you won't have to do anything. But that that's hard to explain. That's hard to get people to visualize. It can be hard to like get people to realize what's the value of that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and it, I'd love to see like some really good workflows, some real examples of how it's been used in in companies. Because I think when I first discovered it, I was I was thinking, yeah, this is great if you're unlucky enough to be using all these different systems and platforms. But ideally, you wouldn't be doing that. It's kind of like cobbling things together in a kind of Heath Robinson fashion that ideally you wouldn't have to do but I guess a lot of companies are using all these tools mm-hmm. in their day-to-day and, and need to do that I mean just for an example like a lot uh, I work we work with a lot of e-commerce companies and it's usually a case they get an order and it's in WooCommerce or it's in Shopify and they need to fulfill it so I think for some you know Usually I find Trello. Trello is super popular with e-commerce companies. They like to put their orders into Trello cards. And I guess that makes sense because then that's a nice way for them to sort of move the card as the order's packaged and posted, etc. So they'll usually want a Zap that takes care of that. They'll usually want to create an invoice in their book, bookkeeping system, QuickBooks or Zero. So there'll be a Zap for that. And then you find, oh, well, we want to send an SMS to the customer, you know, when their order is dispatched. Oh, okay, well, when we dispatch an order, we move the card in Trello. Okay, great. We'll build a zap off that. So I guess, yeah, it's, it's you're never going to get around the fact that companies are always going to have probably at least two or three apps going more like between five and 10 apps that I'd say are really crucial for running the different parts of their business. You're never going to find an app that does it all. So that respect, Zap is great, though, because you, you can, with a bit of smart thinking, you can really tie a lot of these these processes, these annoying little processes that you that maybe only take a couple of minutes to do but are are a time suck for your business. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I need to invest a bit more time in it um, because I'm sure there's tons of stuff. I mean, I, I was really excited. I was copying my subscriber sign-up from Webflow into MailerLite manually and then i was like i think i should probably be using a zap for this and yes now i don't even have to think about it it's wonderful but little things like that where i'm like oh yeah i can do it it's not too big a deal Mm -hmm. but actually when you add it up it does take a lot of time i feel like what i I get this asked a bunch like how how do i decide what to automate so i sort of tell clients to sit down with a spreadsheet or even just a notebook and just think about any tasks that you do at least once a week or you do every day, just write them down and just guess at how many minutes it takes you each day, each week, and then add it up and then think about, you know, go start from the order it by which one takes the longest and just start from there. Tackle that one. If you can't tackle it, leave it, move to the next one. Tackle the biggest stuff first. You get more time. You'll be surprised. You know, if you can buy yourself an extra hour each day, I'm sure a lot of people in business would value that quite highly. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. I'm very short of time these days. So you you were doing this freelancing and it was mm-hmm. going really well. What made you decide to start an agency and what was that process like? I guess, it was, I guess it wasn't like any particular reason. I just figured being a freelancer kind of limits you in terms of how you brand yourself. Some people are always going to prefer to work with an agency. I, I knew I could sort of be a freelancer and I could just have a couple of other freelancers I worked with and we could be a sort of collective. But that didn't feel like that would be too easy to manage. So I figured, right, and it'd be nice to have a brand. It'd be nice to have a website and build around that and to be able to sort of build a team 
in terms of starting it, I just kind of took it step by step. I really, it didn't have to be some sort of dramatic, you know, today I stopped being a freelancer, tomorrow I'm, a, I'm an agency. I kept being a freelancer on Upwork, kept bringing in work that way, but I sort of just registered a company first. You know, then I set up a website or, or I got found somebody on Upwork to start building a website. I did all the nuts and bolts, like I set up a zero, I set up you know, a mailing list. I set up a Stripe account, I set up a PayPal, you know, did all the little bits and just slowly, slowly morphed into that. I slowly started running the Upwork clients through the business. I set up an agency account on Upwork to sort of switch and migrate clients into that. When I took on sort of clients, not through Upwork, through the website or found forever sources, I started, you know, invoicing them as the, the company rather than myself. And then, you know, before I know it, everything was running through the agency. Mm-hmm. And did you did you notice a difference in um, your clients or the type of clients that were coming in? I wouldn't say in particular. I I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I, I nothing stands out. Um, I think I the the clients I'm getting off through the website. I they tend to be sort of slightly bigger companies. I think the ones on Upwork tended to be smaller operations. But other than that, I've always had a sort of really diverse bunch of clients from from America, Australia, Europe. I've had accountants, architects, education companies, other freelancers, other consultants. So, and what about your? How did your revenues change when you start went from being a freelancer to to the agency model? Was did it? I saw. I moved. I, I moved my rates up. Yeah, I think when I when I was finishing just being a freelancer. I was charging a hundred bucks an hour. Now we charge 175 bucks an hour. And what's great is we're not giving back a 20% fee to Upwork. So that, that in itself is a boost. So yeah, revenue's definitely gone up. Yeah, great. And in terms of growing the agency, what kind of things do you do apart from go on podcasts like this? So yeah, go on podcasts like this, do interviews, you as you've seen on Twitter, I just try to be out there as much as possible talking about Zapier. I, I figured right, I should just try and be the person that when they have a Zapier problem or when somebody tells them oh, I'm having problems with Zapier, they think, Oh, go speak to Andrew because he's a Zapier expert, he'll know what to do. So I, I put in a lot of time on Twitter, I put in a lot of time on the Zapier community forum, I'm always on Reddit. I'm always, you know, anywhere people are chatting about automation or chatting about small business or no code, I try to be there sort of being the Zapier person. Just launched a newsletter last month. I'm just trying to make that into something useful for people who just want to get resources and, and stuff about Zapier. I'm doing a big push to sort of do it, to improve the SEO profile of the website. So out there building links, out there doing guest posts, getting backlinks, putting more content on the blog putting more like usable content. I've, I've sat down and I've, I've thought of all the different questions that people tend to ask me about Zapier or all the sorts of problems that clients are typically having. And I'm starting to build out blog content and post content around that so that when people go Googling for answers to all these problems, they're going to find Luhu. And if they don't want to do it themselves, they're, they're going to fill in the form on the website or give me a call and hopefully there'll be clients. Yeah, it's, it's a tried and tested strategy. Are there many other uh, Zapier-focused agencies out there? I know I, I go on the sort of Zapier expert direction. I, I've gone through. There's there's definitely a few that are are focusing more on on Zapier being the main tool. I still think sort of 
primarily it's it's pipe drive agencies or trello agencies or asana agencies or other tools like that who are zapier experts because they use zapier to sort of augment whatever they're doing on those platforms i know i know keeping track on fiverr and upwork there's definitely a whole bunch of other freelancers who are out there trying to you know do the same sort of thing be be a specific automation expert so yeah I've got competition for sure, and I'll probably continue to have competition because there is definitely more demand and supply right now, and definitely more and more people starting to use Zapier and know what the potential for automation in a small business can be. So, so do you have a rough idea of where your clients are coming from now? Are they mainly through Twitter? Do they somehow find your website in Google? I try to I try to sort of quantify it. Roughly speaking, I think it's about a third of it's coming through referrals from the Zapier expert directory. I'd say about about maybe a quarter, a third of finding through through Google um, coming in various blog posts I've written. And then I'd say the other third is sort of split fragmentedly between still getting clients on Upwork, Fiverr, finding on Twitter, finding on Reddit, getting people sort of word of mouth referral. So I think it's quite a nice split there. I want to keep growing in all of those areas, but I'm not sort of too reliant on one source of clients, which is, as everyone tells you, a really bad idea. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're really doing a lot of good things. Is there any one thing you did that you thought, wow, that had a bigger than expected impact on bringing in clients? I really guess it was being part of the the Zapier Experts program and being getting those referrals through the website that they have set up. I think that's that's been a huge boost because I know their customer support is great, but they don't build Zaps for customers. So if a customer they'll happily talk you through how to build a Zap. But if, if a customer's like, I'm just, I can't handle this. I want someone to do it for me. They say, go straight to the expert directory, you know, pick some people you look like the look of and contact them. And for me, that's translated well. And I think I'm, there's me and one or two others, United Kingdom based. So I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of the inquiries I get through that directory are from UK businesses. So I sense UK businesses want to work with a UK expert. So that's helpful for me as well. Yeah, and it sounds like you've you've got your timing perfect, really, in terms of getting into the directory early, being a Zapier expert fairly early on when there's when the demand is outstripping supply. Still, I think so. Like I, f- I feel like I got a head start when there was not many people building a business on doing Zapier for people, so I could be the one who sort of yeah got my name out there, built a website, built a blog around it gets to the top of Google first, gets on that directory, sort of gets gets to be known as somebody who can help with that sort of stuff. It, it, it definitely probably be harder for other people to come up the same, the same route. Yeah, it always is, isn't it? But it's, it's good to finally be at the, at the start of something rather than at the end. That's what my thought on no code when I discovered it was like, okay, yeah, it's growing fast, but it's actually fairly near the beginning rather than mainstream at this point i think there's so many tools right i I can't keep up week week on week there seems to be a new tool i I think surely there's got to be a little bit of consolidation around the tools that are actually usable and useful and impactful and i guess you're going to get little clusters of experts all hitch their wagon to one of these tools like a lot of that happening with bubble now and i'm sure yeah integramat's going to develop its own experts and parabola and all, all these mobile app ones come at Glide as well. Yeah, definitely. And what are your plans for the future then? 
I, when I get asked this, I always, I always feel like I want to give an, a, like a shopping list. But to be honest, it's just to continue to sort of keep growing outwards in all these directions. I think SEO is the big one. Like I've realized if, if I can get Luhu to be the second or third result when anybody is searching any type of thing to do with Zapier, that, that's going to be the biggest source of, of bringing in new clients. And that's, that's going to take time, building good content, building good backlinks, guest posting, doing interviews, doing podcasts. That's where I'm putting a lot of my time. In terms of the agency setup, it's, I, things are running pretty smoothly. I, I mostly run the business out of an air table. The contractors, the team I'm working with, we, we all communicate with Slack. We, I've got a few people I work with all who have sort of niche specialities with, within doing stuff in Zapier. So I feel like when a client comes to us with a problem now, we can pretty much solve all of them with the expertise we've got. So I just want to keep that running smoothly. Yeah. And please tell me that all of your internal processes are automated 100%. They are pretty much automated. And I've, I now have a nice to-do list in Airtable and I follow my own, my own rule. Whereas if I find myself having doing up something more than two or three times, or if it's starting to become something I'm doing habitually for the business, I think, mm, okay, can I automate this? And I stick it on that list. And once a week I go on that list and go, right, I'm going to pick the most annoying thing off this list. And I'm going to sit down for an hour or however long, and I'm not going to stop until I've found a way to automate it, if it's possible. So yeah, almost everything that can be. Excellent. And what, finally, what, what advice would you give to someone who is thinking of starting their own agency, not necessarily to do with Zapier, but perhaps something to do with no code? I would, I mean, I'd say try and do it. I would go through the freelance route. I mean, I I wouldn't put all the investment into sort of, like you say, setting up a company, building a website, trying to brand yourself, any of that until you work out if if the skill you're offering is something that people want to pay for. So I definitely think sort of go the same sort of route, use a a service like Upwork or Fiverr or, you know, put yourself into some sort of ready-made community and marketplace and just say, hey, I can do this for your business. I charge this much per hour. And if you find yourself, if you find people queuing at your door to do that, then consider whether setting up an agency is worth it. Like I said, you've got to, you've got to sort of cut through, oh, it would be really cool to say I own an agency and I could spend all of this money designing a website, putting all the time to make myself an agency. But you might not find it really delivers you anything. And you might just find you enjoy being a freelancer, doing offering the skill you offer alongside doing other businesses or alongside doing another job. Um, but if you can't, if you can't sell your skill, then you're going to fail at the first sort of hurdle, I'd say. Yeah, good advice. All right, and where can people find you online? Okay, you can go to luhu.com or you can find me on Twitter, Andrew uh, at Andrew J. Davison. Yeah, that's pretty. That's where I'm most active, so come chat there. Awesome. Right, thank you very much, Andrew. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Growth Lessons. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and sign up for the newsletter at growthlessons.co where I summarise these conversations into five bullet points or less. Have a great week.